You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, all right. Uh, so, John, let's get to a quick Well, This will be a quick one this week because. Please. Uh, yeah, because it was not a great game. 31 to three. But let's do it. Four stock up, four stock down. I know the stock up part won't take very long. But uh, we'll hash this one out. So 31-3, Jags break their nine-game losing streak against the Texans. John, you are up first. Any stock up to start this thing off? Absolutely. Jalen Petrie had 13 tackles. He moved past Brian Cushing for the second most in team history. For a rookie, he trails D'Amico Ryans. He's 17 behind D'Amico. Plus, he had his fifth interceptions. I just can't imagine he's not going to make the all-rookie team at safety. And he was really good. It, John, he did, though, and he pointed this out. He was on the postgame show with us today in studio. Um, and he pointed this out. He did. He, he had a couple whiffs on tackles that led to big runs, including the Travis Etienne 62-yard touchdown run. He's There were some misses in there for Petrie. He wasn't perfect today. I didn't say he was perfect. I just said he had 13 tackles. You know what? There's that that run for 62 yards. Yes, he and I can't remember if it's Desmond King. It was King. Else. It was Desmond King. Yeah, looked like he was playing in the Pro Bowl. Two hands anywhere or flag football. <laughs> yes, but everybody makes mistakes. Some are more pronounced or they're yeah. seen. But boy, Petrie made up for it. No, Petrie's he he's he's come along. He is he is definitely a reason to be optimistic moving forward and optimistic about Nick Casario's ability to evaluate young players. Um, boy, it is hard to find stock up on anything Texans related. Uh, Obo Okorokwo. I got two more. You you go with Ogbo. He's going to be one of mine. So okay, I got yeah, I'm going to go Ogbo Okorokwo. He got in there for another sack today. He had, a, I believe, a couple TFLs, if I can pull the box score up. But he was active again today, and he's somebody who's gradually become uh, a player that I would like to keep around for another year. And he's from here, so I hopefully uh, – you know, depending on what the scheme is, you know, he he was a bad scheme fit in L.A. for what they were doing. He was a really good scheme fit for what Lovey is doing. But as you point out, there's a good chance Lovey's not here anymore. If he feels he fits whatever the new coach does, then I would love to have him around for another year. If they were to go with a 3-4 coach, that means they're going to have to change all their front seven again. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they played the three, four forever. Then when they go lovey, you get smarter than Ogbo Karanko. Ogbo Karanko fits perfect. He's an undersized defensive end. And, you know, he'd have to be an outside linebacker in a three, four, but I don't know if he can cover. He made a great move to get that sack. He in his in his in his seven starts now, he has five sacks. Yeah. One of them he had goose eggs. And He's in la- he's in one year contract, so he's playing for money. And uh, I bet you they'll re-sign him. You know he wants to be here, but he also is going to go where he's going to get the money. You know he's yep. not going to. This may be his best time to get paid. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, if he wants to stay here, I mean, there's not he doesn't he won't have a lot of competition for guys that they want to keep around. I would imagine. What's your next stock up, John? Jaime Fairbairn kicked a 56-yard field goal. He has kicked now uh, 18 in a row. He is six of six from 50 out. He is quietly having a great season, and people don't really know it because the team is so pathetic, plus he kicks off well, and Kaimi will produce their only points. So I think that uh, he is well-deserving of stock up. Yeah, I know. I agree. And you stole him from me, John. That was my only other one I could think of. You know what my stock up is? This is how bad it was today. Did you see the new um, Columbia blue hoodies that they have now with the new H town with like with the H town logo on it that they're that they're selling? No. Oh, no. they're really nice, John. They're super smooth. They're That's clean. your stock up. That's my stock up is the Texans <laughs> merchandise department. Really, really. You saw there's a lot of pictures of playing uh, of players wearing them. Uh, all the legends that came by during the pregame, Wade Smith and Jonathan Wells and guys like that were wearing them. They're really nice. You can get them at the team store. They're super smooth. Good job, Texans merchandising department. They're absolutely they're not, they're not going to sleep at the end of the year, John. They're still cranking things out. Can you imagine how they fired up Greg Grissom, the president, and all his oh. people will be? When they get, they get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, oh. the new coach, people are going to be so pumped. Yep, yep. I can't wait. I it's I just can't. It's so depressing looking around at the stadium today. Um, I mean, hell, it was it was more exciting two weeks ago when the Chiefs were here. At least you had people that were going crazy at the game. Granted, they were Chiefs fans, but at least there there was an atmosphere. There was no atmosphere today. It was just sterile. They were there were more people in the Bud Plaza listening to the band than there were in the stadium. Yep, it was crazy. All right, stock down, John. What are we doing? What's your first one? Davis Mills, he was terrible from start to finish, <laughs> and uh, he was just awful. He didn't throw an inter. Let's see, he didn't throw an interception. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. He had a fumble uh, that was returned for a touchdown. He's had issues now with fumbles three games in a row. Yep, and. Uh, but he was terrible. He didn't even have one good quarter like he did last week when he was perfect on the last two scoring drives. This game, he was just awful. And their defense was 26. It wasn't anything special. Mills was just terrible. He'll be lucky if he's back, back as a backup. Now, they're not cutting Davis Mills. But if they did, Tim Kelly would have him in Tennessee in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. No, I'd keep Davis. I'm, I'm fine with Davis being the backup. I just don't need him. I, I just don't need to see him as a starting quarterback anymore, like voluntarily starting him. Like, you know, if you, if you get in a pinch and you got to start him, I want him around. That's fine. But I'm with you. Draft a quarterback. My first stock down, Hang John. Hang on one second, yeah. Sean. I'm sorry. He is a really good guy. He would work hard to help the young guy. Yeah. Whether the young guy was replacing him for the first game or the third game, he's not one of those guys that's going to um, – be defensive because the young guy's going to get his job. I think he'll be an ideal guy to have behind the scenes. I agree. John, my next or my first stock down is Pep Hamilton. And oh, the, you stole it from me. I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My John, there's no shortage of other guys for stock down. They, they, they lost 31 to three. Um, and it's the targeting of Rex Burkhead in crucial situations again. Ugh. John, we, we're up in the press box. I don't sit near you in the press box. I don't know what it's like where you sit, but where I sit, I'm sitting with all the 6'10 guys. And every time there's a third down, like a third and medium situation and Burkhead's on the field, we're all like, okay, well, we know he's getting it. 
You know, like in third and that fourth down play where they were going for the touchdown, I like the decision to be aggressive and I like the decision to go for it on that. No fourth problem. Down. No, no problem with it. No problem with it. it. But the to throw it to Rex Burke and the route, they're throwing him, they're throwing to the to the end zone on some sort of shoot fade route there, like he's Calvin Johnson or something. Like he he's Clint put it best. He's like, he's like, Chief, he's throwing a he's throwing a shoot route. In the back of the end zone to a guy who's built like a fullback. Like, what are they doing? And John, just that the the fact that and they were never going to win this game in the second half. They were going to lose. But if you're going to put forth an effort, then hurry the hell up. There were times, John, the clock is running in the fourth quarter, and they're taking the play clock all the way down to two seconds. Like, and I get it, you're not going to win. At least make it look like you're working on your hurry up offense. You know, like it's. It's just, it's such amateur hour, Keystone Cop stuff, and we only have 60 minutes more of it. I'm very excited about that part. Pep Hamilton will be a quarterback coach somewhere. He worked well with Mills last year, but he's not a play caller. He's not someone who should be able to make the personnel decisions on offense, and uh, he'll, he may be the first one fired. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been so many times this year where I'm like, fire him before he gets on the bus to go home. Um, what's your next stock down, John? Now that I stole yeah. yours, Lovey Smith. He okay. had the team up playing hard three games in a row. They'd beaten the Jaguars nine consecutive games in 15 of 17. It had been 85 games since they lost to the Jaguars. Jacksonville had nothing to play for, nothing. And the Texans, you know, they're trying, as Lovey said, to win the best record division, finish with a three game winning streak. And they came out like they didn't give a damn about this game. And it starts with a head coach. And I thought Lovey Smith did a terrible job. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Terrible. No, that's a good one, John. I, there's I'm, and there's not a whole lot more to add to that. Like he, it was, it was just an abysmal, embarrassing effort for Fan Appreciation Day of all things. That's how they appreciate the fans by throwing that effort out there uh, on a Sunday. John, my last one, and I know you'll you'll appreciate this one. Stock down on any of the defensive players that participated in celebrations following oh, the interceptions oh, of Desmond King God. and Jalen Petrie. There's sh- there should be a rule that you have to be within one score to be able to go have a group celebration after a turnover. Otherwise, it's a 15 yard penalty or a ten thousand dollar fine or a five game suspension or expulsion from the league or something. These guys, when they he made that interception and they all started running down to the end of the end zone, and I'm going, what, what, what are you doing? How tone deaf are you? It'd be one thing if Desmond King ran down there by himself, but the fact that all his teammates were running down there with him, I blame the whole bunch of them. It's, it is ridiculous. And maybe this is old man podcasting that we're doing right now, John. But I don't know. I like. I feel like that's a complete lack of self awareness to go do a look at me celebration when your team is trailing by 21 points. And by the way. Desmond King, you missed the tackle on one of the you, – you went into – you did a business decision on a tackle of Travis Etienne on one of the touchdowns that put you in that hole to begin with. That was that was despicable. It was deplorable. That's a great one. I tweeted about it, how embarrassing it is. 
And when Petrie did it, I started to say, man, you should have learned more than that at Baylor. But you're right. That's a great one. And I blame that on the coaching. They don't want to curb their enthusiasm, but sometimes you tell them, guys, when you're getting killed like that, act yeah. like you've had a turnover before. Or a veteran player step up and say, hey, dude, we don't do that when we're getting our asses kicked. Yeah. I got to go look, John, and see. I'm going to go relook at the highlights and see exactly who the players were that ran down there. Like if it was Jerry Hughes among them. I bet Jerry Hughes did not run down for that celebration. I sure hope he didn't. I'm guessing it was all the DBs and a few of the linebackers. Linemen don't like to run that far, but uh, it still was embarrassing. 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 All right. So we did our four stock up and four stock down.